going on everybody welcome back to another week of learning with will i'm so grateful that you are here and you get to experience what i think is the best episode i've ever done um jordan is the best conversational motivational speaker i've ever met in my life the dude can drive home any point i mean this episode is just so full of knowledge and motivation that you're going to end this shit and you're going to hit the ground running in whatever endeavor you have so if you're trying to pursue your passions, if you're trying to just make some shit happen in your life, this is the interview for you. Continued successes and blessings to everyone who heard this. If you like the podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe. This will help me on my conquest for financial gain and freedom. So definitely hook it up, check it out. Let me know if you like it and enjoy you guys. Thank you so much. And welcome back to Living with Will. Good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can. Yes, Unbelievable. I can. Unbelievable. Unreal. Well, first of all, let me just say, man, before we, we get this going, because I'll, I'll kind of edit out so at the beginning. Thank you so much for doing this. This is unbelievable. Man, my pleasure. Of course. I'm, uh, I'm so grateful and uh, I, I feel honored in this moment. So I want to make sure that I say that to you before we, uh, before we get things started off, man. This is unbelievable. How are you doing today? Dude, I'm good. I'm doing well. How about you? How is everything with you? surviving dude are you seeing all this crazy stuff going on with reddit right now and no kind of reddit's kind of taking on the financial system right now they're they made gamestop the biggest company in the world right now wow i did see i've seen stories of people being like oh my god like gamestop i've, saw, I've seen stuff about amc i don't know if that has anything to do with it yeah, as well amc blackberry nokia they're trying to i don't know what they're doing right now but i'm, I'm liking it i like the idea of the people taking power in the financial system man. what's the, what's the purpose of it what's going on i think they're just kind of trying to show that you know the market should be dictated by people so it's, just, <laughs> it's like a reddit chat of like three million people just like basically boosting a stock that they like which i guess is kind of how the system should work right like people should dictate the market but it's crazy it's never happened before people are that's losing their crazy. shit crazy wow yeah that's super cool so everyone's like sort of supporting each other they're like let's just all do this so we can all make money yeah which is a <laughs> crazy concept you would think that it would exist already but look where we are man 2021 that's so funny i want to start it kind of on the same trend that i saw with everybody just bring it back to the beginning what kind of got you started on your journey with fitness yeah, so it started with wrestling. I started wrestling when I was really, really young. Um, I was eight years old. My brother was 10 or 11. And, uh, you know, I'm short. I'm five foot four. Like, I'm a small dude. come from a small family. And my mom, I think she was like, all right, you boys need to learn how to defend yourself. So I remember she came into the living room. She was like, you guys are going to wrestle. And I was like, the only wrestling that I knew was WWE style wrestling. So I was like, you want me to hit someone with a chair? And she was like, no, you, like Olympic style wrestling. And I still didn't know what that meant. So she put us in like a youth wrestling program and, and I loved it. Like I fell in love with it. I was obsessed with it. Like as a young boy too, like with ADD, like it, it was a place for me to take out my like aggression and my energy. And by the time I got to high school, I beat a junior out for the varsity spot, uh, but I had to cut a lot of weight. So I was cutting from 112 pounds to 103 pounds. And, uh, you know, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just listening to the older kids like, all right, so you're going to suck on ice instead of eating and you're going to sweat for like two days straight. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And, um, I was good from a technique perspective and I was good from an endurance perspective because I'd been doing it longer than most of the other kids, but I, I did not have the strength. So I was a freshman competing on varsity. Most of the people I went against were juniors and seniors. Mm -hmm. So I applied to a gym, a couple towns over from me. I was like, 
I'll take the trash out. I'll clean the floor. Let me just learn from you. And I uh, started working there when I was 14 years old after school. And uh, not only were they super generous, but they were also very science-based. It was a very mm-hmm. science-based gym. It wasn't like your standard gold gym or ballets or anything. It was a private gym. And mostly, well, mainly and mostly just squish those words together, mainly a, a kettlebell gym. And, uh, and I got obsessed with that too. So I just was obsessed with wrestling, obsessed with, uh, with kettlebells and strength training. And then nutrition came as a byproduct. And ever since then, I've been obsessed. Love that, man. I also love the, uh, the idea that you were literally like, I will do anything to work here. I had a similar experience. I worked with Sony and I had a job interview and I was like, dude, I will mop the ceilings if that gets me this job. Like, I'll do whatever it takes. So I love that. It, there's kind of that same moment for everyone where it's like, I will do what it takes. Just get me in this environment. This is what I'm trying to do. And, yes. uh, and look at where it's taking you, man. When did you transition kind of that love for, you know, fitness and, and being in shape into like making it a marketable, you know, social media talent that you have right now? So, I mean, I started when I was 14 and... And I did that all through high school and I was just coaching people in person. And then I took a year off between high school and college just to travel. So I went to mm-hmm. Israel and I lived in Israel for a year. Damn. And I was like, I started these like beach boot camps in Israel just for like locals. And like, I would take uh, these like uh, luggage bags, these like soft and fill them up with sand and mm-hmm. we do sandbag workouts and just have fun on the beach. Then I came back to the U S and I went to college and I started off being in college for exercise science, but I realized all the teachers were idiots and had no idea what they were talking about. And so I switched to behavioral health psychology because mm-hmm. by this point, I'd been coaching for five years already. And I already knew that the biggest issue with people wasn't that they, they didn't know what the best workout program was. I knew the biggest issue was that they just weren't doing anything that like they would start something and then quit. And like, I wanted to know why, like what's going on up here to make people quit like to make people know what, like, why do people know they should be eating healthy, but why are they not doing it? Why mm-hmm. do people know they should work out, but aren't doing it? Why do people know they should not smoke cigarettes, even though there's literally a skull and crossbones on the box, but they still smoke. Like what is going on? Cause clearly knowledge is not the issue. It's something else. Mm-hmm. So I switched to behavioral health psychology and in my sophomore year of college, I started a website I started my website sciatfitness.com and it looked terrible. I just used a free version from WordPress and I didn't know a business was possible. Like this was before Instagram existed. This is before I was just like, I'm going to write articles to hopefully help people. That was it. And I was my, my rule with myself was I'm going to write one article a week, every week. So for the first majority of the first year, maybe got 20 views on my website on any given day. And about 10 of them were from my mom. And like, so very shout few people mom. were actually, <laughs> shout out to mom, uh, very few people were actually reading or consuming my information for at least the first year. Uh, it wasn't until about a year, year and a half in that people started asking me to do coaching and I would do it for free. Cause I didn't know that you could charge for online. I didn't online coaching wasn't a thing yet. Mm-hmm. So I was just coaching people for free. And I vividly remember one day in my, in my junior year, sophomore, junior year of high of college, I got an email from a woman in Brazil and she was just like, Hey, how much do you charge for online coaching? And no one had ever asked it like that before. And I was like, I don't know, 300 bucks. And I did not expect her to say yes. And she was like, okay, how do I pay you? And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, So I literally, I I Google searched, how do I do online payments? And I found Mm -hmm. paypal.com. And so I sent her a link and, uh, and I was like, there's no way this woman's going to pay me $300. And she sent me 300 bucks and she was my first ever paying client. 
and then sort of steamrolled from there. Once I realized that I could actually charge people for what I was doing, it became my business. And so by the time I graduated college, a couple of years later, like I had a self-sustaining online coaching business. Wild. What was, what was kind of your first memory of kind of realizing that some of the things that stop people from being healthy or making that first step when they knew that they should, but wouldn't anyways. It took me a while to figure it out. It, it, it took me past college to, cause even like, I, I'm not the biggest fan of college to be very blunt with you. Like I, mm. I think some people have great experiences with it and some people, you know, doctor, lawyer, you need it. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I, I'm just, I'm very biased. I thought college was a waste of time. Just be very blunt. Um, I think a lot of it and forever sort of my entire family are all professors. Like everybody is a professor, uh, dean, superintendent, everyone. So they hate so they love when you say that. <laughs> getting huge debates sitting at the table. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, I, I say this to their face and they get mad. I'm like, those who can't do teach. They get mm -hmm. so pissed when I say that. Um, but like a lot of the professors that, that I was learning from, like they had never coached anybody. They just learned from a book and then were told that this is what happens. And then they taught me that. And I'm like, but you've literally never coached anybody. Right. And I would ask, like, have you ever stood on a gym floor and coached someone? Have you ever like worked with someone one-on-one -on -one with their nutrition? They're like, no. I'm like, so you're literally just reading from a book and believing what the book tells you, but this doesn't make sense practically. And I remember once I graduated college and I was working with people in person on a full-time basis, um, I had, I, it happened with one client. There was one moment, her name was Carly and she, the way she phrased something to me completely changed my mindset forever into literally my most popular piece of content to this date, which basically she said something to the effect of, um, last night I, I went off track, right? Like I went off track. I had more calories than I should, but I realized that just because I ate more calories than I should that night doesn't mean that I fucked up. Right. And that was a huge click moment for me. Like as I tell the story, I get like chills because that's a huge, that's one of my most popular pieces of content around the concept of you can't fuck this up. And Carly dominated it. Like from there, like she never felt like a failure. She never felt like she was failing just because God forbid she had a slice of pizza or God forbid she went over her calories one day or God forbid she missed a workout because she knew she could always get right back on track. And right. so for me, I realized one of the reasons so many people fail or so many people don't do it is because they think that if they aren't perfect, then why bother? They think mm -hmm. if they aren't perfect and they fucked everything up, they're ruining all their progress. And the, the sooner you realize you can't screw this up as long as you get back on track, then the sooner you're going to start succeeding beyond your wildest dreams. It's just, you, you only fail if you quit. 100%. Listen, anybody who just heard that, that applies to every facet, every industry, just don't give up. Just work on it. If, you, it. if it's your body, if it's your business, if it's your passion, just don't fucking fold. That's it, man. That's, and that I remember, and that has transformed my coaching style that, and that only came from coaching. You can't learn right. that unless like, you can't learn that from a book. Mm -hmm. you, it, it learns from, you learn it from coaching people. So that I think is the sooner you realize you can't screw it up as long as you don't quit, then the sooner you're really going to make some amazing strides. I love that, man. And I, I would love to ask kind of how has that informed some of your, the areas outside in your life that don't necessarily have to do with business or don't do with fitness, that mentality of not giving up. I mean, so for example, well, I'll give you one example that does have to do with business, but it's like, it's separate. So mm -hmm. there was a period of time where, so I, I coached Gary Vaynerchuk for three years. And, uh, when I first started coaching him, I wasn't that big on social media. I didn't like social media. I was like, ah, this is sort of annoying. Mm -hmm. Most of my business was done via email marketing, which I was a much bigger fan of. 
And, uh, but I was like, you know what? I'm coaching Gary. I'm surrounded by Gary and his ecosystem. I'll, I'll take his advice for while I'm here. And one thing he said to me was, he was like, I want you to post three times a day, every day on Instagram. Mm. And I, at that point in my life, I was posting maybe three to four times a week on Instagram. And I was not putting a lot of effort into it. And uh, I was like, three times a day? It's like, number one, that's going to be an insane amount of work. Number right. two, everyone's going to be so annoyed with me. They're all going to unfollow me because I'm posting so much. And number three, what in the hell am I going to post about three times a day? There's not, and, and he was like, just shut up and do it. Just post three times a day every day. And I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll do it. So I did it for, I did it. That was on December 27th, 2016. He told me to do that. On December 28th, I posted two times. And he, oh, sorry, on December 27th, I posted two times. On December 28th, he asked me if I posted three times the day before. And I lied. I said, yes, I did. And he was like, no, you didn't. I checked your Instagram. I was like, all right, fine. Now, every day, I'm going to do three times a day. So every day from December 28th until uh, mid-June of, of the next year, so for about literally like six, seven months, I posted three times a day, every day. Between December 28th to April 7th, my Instagram about tripled. I went from wow. about 5,000 to almost 15,000, which is like no joke. Right. Yeah, but like of course. It's for, I was spending about eight hours a day on Instagram. Like it was a, a full-time job, not to mention coaching Gary, not to mention all my other online stuff. On April 7th, I posted my first piece of content ever that went viral. And that that changed that literally one piece of content changed everything forever. And then I kept doing it, kept doing it uh, from April 7th until June. I went from about 15,000 followers to over 200,000 followers on Instagram. And this, it's one of those things where I, I was a little bit upset that I had only gone from 5,000 to about 15,000 in that like December to April timeframe. Like it sounds like a lot when you think about it, when you just hear it off the roll off, roll off my tongue, but every day, eight hours a day, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. Like that's not that much, but if it wasn't for that, then I never would have come up with the content that ended up going viral and I never would have exploded. And then I continued posting three times a day, every day. And I did that for the better part of a year and a half, almost every day, three times a day, every day. And now over 700,000 followers on Instagram, 150,000 on YouTube. Like it's just, as long as you don't quit, right. you're going to succeed. Like it's, that's it. That's literally yeah. all it is. And, and the and, work shows itself. Yeah. That, and when you say it, 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 when you say it, it sounds glorious. Like when I say the story, it sounds glorious. I was, I gained a lot of body fat. I lost a lot of strength. I was not working out very well. I was not eating very well. I was pulling at least one all nighter a week. I had zero relationships. I like, I ruined a bunch of relationships because I was working. Like it was not glorious by any mm -hmm. sense of the word. It was grueling and it was painstaking. And I'm really glad I no longer have to work like that anymore to be very blunt with you, but it was worth it. So I, I think, it, it, I think a lot of people glorify this idea of grinding and hustling. And it's like, I'm, I don't want to, I'm not glorifying that. Like I probably took some years off my life realistically, right. mm -hmm. but like, that's just the truth of what I did. I'm not going to lie about it. Let me ask you this. So you went from posting three to four times a week to posting three or four times a day. Those posts that you were doing every day, were they like technically stronger or were you like outsourcing for editing or were you just doing the same type of videos, just maximizing content over like, like uh, quantity over quality? So everything that I post is made by me a hundred percent. Nothing mm -hmm. is written by anyone else, anything. Um, I, in that point in time, I was doing a lot of, I was doing a lot of like exercise videos, which are pretty easy to film. Like I just set up the camera, like on my phone and I shoot it and then that's it. 
I, I also started doing a lot of infographics. So I remember, I remember after, so on April 7th, I did my first infographic. It was a Friday night and I made it and I was on the phone with my mom. Like I was just catching up with my mom. And like, I was sort of like haphazardly paying attention to what she was saying while I was making this infographic on Canva. And it was an infographic showing um, the difference between sweet potatoes and white potatoes and how like they're both totally fine. They both have different health benefits. One isn't better or worse than the other. And I remember like Friday night is literally the worst night, the worst day and time to post on social media, especially on Instagram. People are and not during a pandemic, but during normal times, people are out, they're partying. Right. They're not, they're not as active on social media. I posted it at like five or 6 PM and it went viral. Like it got, it went absolutely. And I was like, holy shit. I was literally on the phone with my mom. I was like, you're not going to believe what's going on right now. And uh, so I started to do a lot more of those. And the cool thing about um, infographics are, they take a lot of time from the conceptualization process, but you know, when you go to a doctor's office and they have like essentially infographics pasted on the wall, right? It's a really easy way to educate people. And my content is education. It has now turned into a combination of education plus entertainment, but it was purely education at the beginning. And that got people's trust and it got people to follow me. And then now as I've gotten better at creating content and I no longer only want infographics, now it's a lot more videos. I put a wig on and I do funny voices and like mm -hmm. all that stuff. That's been my development as a, as a brand and as a business owner and as an educator as well. I now know people are more likely to listen to what I have to say if I have a funny wig on. So fuck, I'll wear the wig. I don't care. Like if it's going to help you improve your health for me to wear a wig, great, I'll do that. So it, it's just, that's been my, my evolution but it started off with these simple, easy to understand infographics that were also easily shareable. Love that. I also love the fact that school wasn't really for you, but that you ended up an educator. Exactly I'm sure your right. family loves that too. And it's <laughs> funny because they get, they get mad because like, they're like, well, you don't have a degree and all that stuff. I'm like, I help more people in an hour than you've right. helped in your entire career. Yeah. Not to say that your career is worthless, but like, don't downplay my job because totally. I'm educating people in the same way you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I always find that there's a million ways to do the same thing. And if you're not doing it the way someone else is doing it, but they're successful, don't talk shit about how they're doing it. You're going to look so dumb. A hundred percent. Exactly. <laughs> no, I love that, man. I also love a segment that you do. Where you talk about things being overrated. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you a couple questions. If you humor me, I'm going to shoot some shit at you and just is it be a one word and you can just say overrated or underrated <laughs> and elaborate if you want. So the first one I'm going to go with, what do you think about planks? Planks, I would say are, we'll go with properly rated. Planks are properly rated because I think, I think they, here, I'll, I'll, I'll use this. I think crunches are overrated. Okay. Crunches are, are essentially a shit, not shitty, but almost in every situation shitty. Crunches are overrated. Planks, I would say, are properly rated. The, the reason I'm not saying they're underrated is because so many people do them. The mm -hmm. issue is I think so many people do them with terrible technique. Like most people don't do them properly, so they're not getting the best results. But I, I love planks. I think they're a great exercise. I just think planks with good technique are underrated. <laughs> good technique is underrated. That's exactly right. As I started to like, it's so funny. So just some personal reference, like I'm not the most physically active person. Health and wellness was never something that I focused on as a kid. I just wanted to turn up and be rebellious, you know, <laughs> but it was social media. Like it was, it was people like you. And I was introduced to you through Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, channel and everything. And 
it was people like you where I was like, damn, now he's making it fun. Like, <laughs> and that's what I wanted to influence. I, I spent some time at the Senate in California and I really wanted to energize them, like make this shit fun. Cause if people yeah. saw government as fun, if people saw working out as being fun, the sky's the limit, you know? hundred percent. That's, that's why I see, there are a few people I follow on Instagram who are in the government who I think are going to do amazing things because of how they're, they're, uh, approaching social media and they're making it fun. I literally mm. saw like a funny commercial for, I'm not even going to say Democrat Republican because people get pissed off when I, but like, I saw a really funny commercial for a side that I don't even, I, I generally lean one side. Like we all do. Like I think most people tend to be towards the middle, but we lean one way or another. Mm. I saw a commercial that was for the side that I don't generally go for, but I loved it. I was like, that was so well done. That could literally, I could see in the future that swaying my my opinion right. because of stuff like that engaging, funny content. Like it's it was very well done. I think that's where the future of it is for sure. Agreed, man. And I kind of see that with the way that you teach too. It's I see teaching in general just evolving into that model because it's like shit, man. If people had taught chemistry and biology in a fun way, I might be a scientist right now. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. And I've seen some like chemistry teachers on TikTok going viral because they make it exactly. fun. They make exactly. it this, like the people, it's not just about what you know, it's how you explain what you know. And if you can be engaging, Gary said it's me best. Gary said there, there's two types of content. He's, and I sort of morphed it into three. He said there's educational content and there's entertaining content. And I was like, well, if you could just take both of those and do a little bit of each, that's, that's the masterclass. That's how you know you're going to make it when you can combine education plus entertainment. Real shit. Listen, I hope everybody's taking notes right now because I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be taking notes in the editing process. This is incredible, man. And I'm gonna side tangent it from the underrated questions and talk about the entertainment that you bring in, man. A lot of themes that I see in in your written posts accompanying your videos are these Harry Potter themes. Man. <laughs> what what inspires, what brings that in, and how did that happen? How did you incorporate Harry Potter into fitness? So when I was, I, I am obsessed with Harry Potter. Like I have like, uh, I, I think the most of the world is or a large part of the world is literally obsessed and they have a strong emotional connection to Harry Potter. I was in love with Harry Potter growing up. And I actually, I was, I was born in 91. When, when were you born? 93. All right. So we're close. So I was yeah, born, yeah. like, we grew up almost being like the same age mm -hmm. at, like as Harry Potter, as he grew throughout the years. So I think it was a really unique experience. And, um, I remember when I was a kid, it wasn't cool to like Harry Potter. Like when I was in high school, I remember vividly sitting at a lunch table and everyone being like, oh, Harry Potter is stupid. And, and I literally, I was like, yeah, that's stupid. I've never read those books. Like lying through my teeth because I was worried about being a loser. Right. So then as I was creating content online and at first, if you look at my articles from 2011, 2012, 2013, you will read a very different author. You'll read a, like a nerdy, like, all right, so we're going to talk about the thoracic spine and T-spine extension and rotation and anterior pelvic tilt using words that regular people don't know. They don't understand. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they mean, and they don't know why they're important. But my goal was, if, if I think back to what my mentality was, I was trying to impress people with my knowledge. I wasn't trying to help people. I was trying to impress people. Once I started to understand that I wasn't helping people, that I, in order to help them, I needed to speak to them, not at them. Mm. Then I started to show more of myself and be more goofy. I would always think about this like in business relationships. When you go in for a business interview, you wear a suit. You're like, hey, how are you? Good to see you. Thank you so much. But after a few weeks, you're like, hey, well, what's up, motherfucker? Like, how are you? Like, you're more relaxed. It's like, mm. I was like, I just want to start off like that because that's who we are anyway. That's who we really are. 
So I remember, I, I remember the first time I was going to use a Harry Potter reference in a, in a post, I was nervous and I was nervous for the same reason that I was nervous when I was in high school. I was like, I don't want people to think I'm a loser. I don't want them to be, to not like this. I, I was like, fuck it. If I'm nervous, it probably means I should do it. Right. So I put some Harry Potter, Harry Potter references in and people loved it. They were like, are these Harry Potter references? This is amazing. I came for the fitness. I stayed for the Harry Potter references. I get that all the time. And man, I've gotten stories from people being like, I found your account because of like a Harry Potter hashtag that you used. I wasn't interested in losing weight. I wasn't interested in getting healthy, but I saw your account. I've been reading your post. I fell in love with it because the Harry Potter references and I've lost 50 pounds. It's like, it, it's for me, the purpose of it was to show more of who I am and mm -hmm. just like to, to get that across and to create a better relationship with people. Some people who have never read Harry Potter hate that I use the references because they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they might unfollow me, but that's okay. Right. Like, I don't need that person. I want mm -hmm. the person who really connects with me. Totally, man. I love that so much. I, cause it's something I feel like that gets lost a lot with, you know, social media and just the nature of how entertainment is people feel the need to fit in or to act a certain way or dress a certain way. But it's like, in reality, being yourself is what's going to click the most because people are looking for someone that can, they can relate to. Yes, you know? exactly. Exactly. Nah, man, I fucking love that shit. I hope I really do hope people are listening to this and really taking keen notes because this shit is out of control, man. You're saying some wonderful things. And on the note of wonderful things being said, I was curious, are there some words of wisdom that you might have received as a kid or even as a man that you live your life by that you would want to share that have kind of brought you on a journey? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, well, I remember when I was eight, uh, I actually have it tattooed on my arm. I, 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 had, I was eight years old. And I, no, I don't think it was eight. I think it was nine because I had been wrestling for a year and I was at a wrestling competition and I made it to the finals and I was going against this kid and, and I knew I was better than him. Like I knew I was better than him. And like, there was no question about it. If I wrestled this kid 10 times, I would have beat him nine times. This was the, this was the one time that I, I didn't beat him. And it was because there were like 20 seconds left and all I had to do was take him down. And I knew I could take him down. But I didn't, I kept hesitating, I kept hesitating, I kept hesitating, and I didn't, and he won, and I was devastated. And I remember on the car ride home, like I was sitting in the back, and my mom, like, you know, she did the thing where she adjusted the rear view mirror so she could look at me while she was driving. And, uh, and all she says is, she goes, he who hesitates is lost. Mm. That's all she Damn. said. And I, and I was like, I don't know what that meant. And I was like, and she explained it, and she told me, she was like, sometimes like you just have to, you have to take the shot, like literally in terms of wrestling, but in, also in life, like take the shot. Just stop hesitating. Just do it. Just go. And uh, it's something that even now I do jujitsu and like there's a, a large part of wrestling is in jujitsu. And I, even in my head every day, like, just take the shot. Just go. Worst comes to worst, you fail, but you can always get back up and try again. Same thing with posting content. Just take the shot. He who hesitates is lost. It's like hesitating is not going to help at all. Waiting is not going to help. Like not doing it is not going to help. The only the way that you're going to learn and get better is through doing it. No question, man. I really try to advocate that. And, and I try and practice it myself. You know, a lot of the times that people say things like that, they're super wise. I'm like, yeah, totally. I 100% get that. But I struggle with that, man, because sometimes I'll post a video and I'll like it in the moment and then I'll rewatch it. And I'm like, oh, my God, who am I? And I want to take it down. But I try and encourage people, like, leave that up. Just keep moving forward. Like, just keep putting it out because like with you, you know, you were putting out content, putting out content, and then that one piece was the right moment. And it just, in a night that they don't go viral, it went viral. 
bro, go, go to my YouTube from 2012, 2013, go to my articles from 2011. Like you're going to see a very different person, a very nervous. I used to be so nervous doing YouTube videos that I would be standing there with my arms like tight by my side. My face would be bright red and my nervous tick was going side to side. I'd be like moving side to side. And there were comments in my early YouTube videos from people being like, bro, you're so nervous. Like calm down. And I literally, when I noticed that was my nervous tick, I literally would have to screw my feet into the ground to prevent myself from rocking side to side. And like, if you go back and look at those videos now, like in one sense, it's embarrassing. In another sense, it's like, look how far I've come. Right. It's like, it's, it's so, so important to have that there. No question. I fucking love that, dude. This is, I, I like doing these interviews because I know that they're good for the people who watch, but they also <laughs> have such a profound impact on me. I like go back to the interviews. I'm like, holy fuck. I can't believe like I was the one who was in this conversation. Like, <laughs> But um, damn, man, I'm going to ask you some of the similar questions that I ask everybody as well. It's a little bit random. So if you want to take your time, please do. But if you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? And what would your hero name be? Oh, man. Um, it's so funny. Anytime I hear this, do you know who Dane Cook is? Of course. I always remember his stand-up comedy skit when he spoke about his superhero power. If he could do anything, he would just shoot spaghetti out of his fingertips. It <laughs> uh, wouldn't be mine, but I always thought that was hilarious. Um, I'll say if I could do anything, I'd probably fly. Nice. Like, flying would be, that'd be for sure my superpower. And my superhero name? Oh, man. A lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. It's a, a lot, a lot of pressure. I, I have, I don't know. I don't know. We'll call it spaghetti fingers. Just like in, in the name of Dane cook. Why not? I love that, man. Yeah. Homage to a great. And, uh, and a question framed just for you, man, maybe even more difficult than that. If you were to be placed in the Harry Potter world, what house would you pick and why? Gryffindor for sure. No so, question. No question. And people ask me this all the time. It's the, it's one of the most common questions people ask me on Instagram, my Q and A's. Um, I think so Ravenclaw is, is like a very smart, very intelligent. And I was in special education growing up. Like I would not have been Ravenclaw at all. Um, Hufflepuff. I think they're, they're so nice. Like they're such nice. And like, I, I'm kind, but I don't think I'm that nice. Like I, I do have some like, listen, like fuck off in me for sure. So like, I'm not Hufflepuff nice. Um, Slytherin, uh, Slytherin, I feel like there's actually a lot of similarities between Slytherin and Gryffindor. I do think one of the major differences though is Slytherin, I found it, they tend to be a little bit more selfish, right? Where it, they tend to have the more look out for yourself first, whereas Gryffindor, it's look out for others first. And so I'd like to think of myself as let me like, I'm going to look, I'm going to put other people ahead of me. And through that, I will also progress myself. But that in terms of the character analysis, I've seen Slytherin tends to be a little bit more selfish and Gryffindor tends to be a little bit more selfless. I love that, man. And the, and the reference that you made to Gryffindor, it reminds me of my favorite quotes, which is rising tides raise all ships. I love That's that. Yeah. That's the way that I try and move, man. And I really like to, have, first of all, I love that you've clearly put thought into this answer. <laughs> so I'm glad that I've asked. Um, but I also, it makes me think of a, of a more deeper question, which is you brought up some, some concepts of kind of like duality and singularity and, uh, you know, individualism versus like communal and uh, collective, collective conscious. Is there like a spirituality that you incorporate into your work as well? Or do you kind of keep work and faith separate? 
What is that? What is that well, like so, for you? So I'm Jewish. You know, I was brought up Jewish. Like I have a very strong connection to Israel. Oh, nice. You're Jewish as well. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. Let's drive. <laughs> um, one thing that was really cool for me when I was I was when I was a kid, my rabbi he. Uh, I was a kid. I was a sophomore, junior in high school. There was a camp. It was called Camp Interfaith. And it was a two-week camp. And it was a camp for where Jews, Christians, and Muslims would all go to this one camp together to learn more about each other's faith and and realistically to create more unity between all of those faiths. Uh, there are the Love three that. Abrahamic faith traditions. There's traditionally, you know, a significant amount of war between them in many cases and a lot of like backlash. And I think the whole purpose of this this camp was to like put an end to the to the nonsense, put an end to the war. Like believe whatever you want, believe in terms of religion, but like we're all people. Um, so I think that was a really unique experience for me. Still some of my best friends to this day, Muslim. I've celebrated Ramadan with them. Uh, I literally, I, I'm again, I'm Jewish, but uh, every month or so I participate in a Bible study with my two friends who are Catholic because I want to learn more about what they do. Um, for me, like a, a big part of who I am is, is being a Jew, but I think a, a big part of Judaism and, and in general being a good person is, is community and, and finding your community and helping your community improve, whether that's just your synagogue or your church or your mosque or your neighborhood where you live, your school system, your friends, your family, your Instagram audience, whatever it is, like you have a community, like as a try to make your community better. But, and, and on the same note though, I think one of the best ways to make your community better is to make yourself better. Right. Where it's like, I think that the, a lot of people get stumped with this idea of, well, how do I make my community better? Well, the first step you take is by being a better person. It starts with you. And so this is where like individualism, but also community, it, it comes as one. When you make yourself better and everybody works to be better as one, then the community becomes better as well. No question, dude. So well said. And I fucking could not agree with that point more. That is incredible. Oh, man. You have been hitting these answers. You're clearly <laughs> very skilled at how, Do you do interviews a lot? Is this a request that you get often? I do about between like two to four a day. Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> Let me ask you this though. So I'm like a smaller brand, you know, starting out living a world is a new thing. It's, it's a post COVID type of endeavor. And, um, I, I reached out to you out of the blue one time to just kind of be like, dude, your videos are awesome. You're doing something good for the community. And then I reached back out and was just like shot in the dark. Would you be open to doing an interview? And out of the people, you know what I mean? I, I, I asked people that inspire me, but out of the biggest people I interview or I asked for it, you were the one to answer. Um, what what brought that about, man? Why would you answer such a small request? Man, I, I say yes to literally everybody. Like I, I don't say I before you, I was on a call with a, a young woman who just graduated college and like I'm pretty sure she has zero followers. And like we did a, a 30, 45 minute thing. Um I, I don't care about about your audience. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, I care about your audience. I don't care about how its size. Right. I doesn't I don't care about it. It's like when other in, in life in this world, when other when else would you have had an opportunity for you and I to sit down and have this conversation? Indeed. Like, for the fact that you and I can sit down and chat like this is completely and utterly new in the spectrum of the world and the history of the world. And uh, I liked I like meeting new people. Like, it's funny. My buddy Mike is a strong introvert. Like through social interaction, he gets really drained. Mm. So he needs time to himself to sort of like regenerate. I get excited 
with social interaction. Like I really, really enjoy it. I'm a strong extrovert. So like at the beginning of a podcast, oftentimes a bit slower and like just getting used to it. But by the end of it, I'm like, let's go. I could stay on for 10 more hours. Like I right. love this. So it's partly selfish because I enjoy it so much. That's fucking sick, dude. That's fucking awesome, man. Um, on the on the wave of, you know, you were talking a lot about like improving yourself and I got tangented because I wanted to ask that question really bad and I found a pocket, but I want to bring it back to that kind of like self-improvement, man. One of the things that I really preach a lot about on this podcast is besides like pursuing passion and besides doing what you want and what you're called to do, just kind of, it's, it's a deep period of introspection right now. And I myself have been going through a lot as is pretty much everyone on the planet. What are some of the things that you, if you feel comfortable sharing some of the things that you've been working on personally within yourself? Yeah, I mean, man, I think number one is trying to be a better partner for sure. Um, I work a lot, like I work and I love my work, but um, my, my fiance, she's like, the most understanding, the most, like, she's very independent. She's good on her own. Um, and she knows I love what I do and she loves what I do as well. Uh, and so it, let's say if I was like, Hey, I don't want to talk to you for a week and I only want to work. She'd be like, totally fine. And I would, and I'm like, I can't let that happen. Right. And I would never say, I don't want to talk to you for a week, but if she's sitting down for dinner, I should put my phone away and be with her for dinner. And that's something I'm working on and trying to get better at, even though she never says, could you please put your phone away? I could all dinner. I could just be like this the whole time. And she would just be like, totally fine. You're doing. And I, so for me, I need to be aware that that's how she is. And it's my job to actively say like, no, I'm putting my phone down to be with you, even though you're okay with it. I need to be better about that. So like, that's something I need to work on is like separating myself from work and from the screen to be with, be with her and be a better partner. Totally, man. Yeah, nah, it's that's a it's a hard line to toe because you want to put as much as you can into your passions, but it's like you don't want to lose someone that means just as much. Yeah, exactly. That's a beautiful thing. First of all, congratulations on the fiance, man. That's fucking Thank incredible. You. Thank you. And uh yeah, I wish you guys all the best in that regard. That's fucking awesome. Dude, I wanna ask you, man. I wanna I don't wanna take up too much more of your time, but is there anything that you wanna get people, you know, hype about or any projects that are on the way that people should keep an eye on? No, I never pitch. I never pitch on like, especially on like a, on a first time podcast. What I'll say is yeah. if you've enjoyed it, follow me on social media. You can Google my name, Jordan site and like anything, Instagram, YouTube, whatever podcast, but uh, don't buy anything until you look at my content and my free stuff first. Dude, that's fucking awesome. And we'll be sure we'll put all that info in the description too. If anybody's like, why didn't they say it? It'll be in the description. Don't worry. <laughs> it'll be there. Listen, man, I want to ask you uh, just briefly before I let you go, dude, any, um, first of all, I'll ask you two questions. One, for somebody who's never worked out, they're just getting into it. They're like, I want to lose weight, whatever their reasoning is. What would your, your advice be for literally like the most novice person on the planet? I would say just start with walking. I think walking is literally the single most underrated form of exercise in the world. Um, legitimately, if people knew what happens in your body on a cellular level, just from walking an extra 20 minutes, like everybody would do it. Uh, and it's not to say that walking is the only thing you should do, but for someone who's not working out at all, 
to say like, okay, well, I want you to start strength training and lifting weight is like, that's a big leap. So for me, it's like, let's just get you in the habit of, of consistently walking three to five days a week. And usually once you do that, you're going to feel better. You're going to be more confident in yourself because you now established a routine in which that you can do it. And then you're going to start asking questions of, okay, well, what else can I do? What else can I do? So I'd rather someone get to that point of, okay, so I'm already walking this much. What else can I do on top of it? Rather than me saying, all right, so you're going to go to the gym. You're going to get a program, upper, lower, upper, lower, full body routine. You're going to do goblet squats and deadlifts. It's like, okay, that's a little bit much. Start with walking. If you're doing it consistently three to five days a week for 30 days, then we can talk about what's next. Awesome, man. And the follow-up question would be just advice to anybody in life. What is something that if you were the, the spotlights on you and, and everyone's looking for Jordan's advice to life, what would that advice be? <sighs> don't quit. That's just don't quit, whatever it is. Like, Find what you love and understand. People say this all the time. People say like, if you love what you'll do, you'll never work a day in your life. That's fucking bullshit. Like if you love what you'll do, you'll work harder than literally everybody else because it's worth it and you love it. But that doesn't mean you're not working. Like you'll stay up late. You'll wake up early. Your eyes will hurt because you've been up for so long. You'll have a lot of caffeine. Probably you'll be doing stuff and everyone else will say like, you're being obsessive about it and you're working too hard and you should take a break. Do what you want to do. Focus on you. Do it because you love it and don't quit and understand that it's going to be hard. It's not supposed to be easy. If it was easy, then everyone would do it. Dude, goddamn, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> I have not nodded my head in agreement <laughs> for 45 minutes in a long time. I'm so grateful, man. Thank you so much for taking the time and seriously, continued blessings and successes in everything you do, man. I'm excited to see you continue to rise. You're a fucking legend. Likewise, man. Hey, make sure you, you email this to me so I can share it with my community. So uh, just email me the link when it's up and, and I'll share it. Will do. This part I'll edit out, but I'm going to put it out. I have an episode coming out today, so I'll probably aim to put it out next Wednesday. Worst case scenario, the Wednesday after, but you'll have it before that. Awesome. Perfect, Dude. man. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Have a great rest of your day. You as well.